0: Okay,
1: so you guys know that I love podcasts. I love anything from health, wellness, spirituality, uh, psychology, the works. I'll listen to anything. And you know I love the Skeptic Metaphysicians podcast. I was a guest on it. It was a lot of fun. And if you need to go back and listen to the episode, you know where to find it. But check them out. Skeptic Metaphysicians. They have the most interesting people on just just full of knowledge i hear about topics that i'm not really that familiar with in regards to spirituality so if you like my show and i really hope you do because you're listening please go and check them out skeptic metaphysicians Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by Dee. Today I have on Dr. Nancy Wiley. Uh, at the age of 12, she was fascinated by how certain people seemingly were able to manifest things into their lives. And she used that to uh, as a jumper for herself um after reading the power of your subconscious mind just a few short years later she began to understand how she had created this simultaneously she also began a lifelong practice of meditation that resulted in the attainment of unity consciousness with her continuing experience and ever-growing confidence and navigating through her inner realm she was able to reach a state whereby she no longer suffers no matter what life presents her trust in source has been unshakable From direct experience, she's now absolutely certain that there's a divine presence that wants everyone to know it and trust it. So for the past eight years, she's been enrolled in the inner circle of comprehensive program called Your Your Miracles, where she became clear that her next divine assignment was to assist others in opening to the state of trust in the divine. In her new book, divine trust a practical guide to end suffering and find your way home she lays out a blueprint that anyone can easily follow to achieve this incredible state of divine bliss and trust for themselves and thereby achieve freedom from suffering she spent 27 years building a highly successive orthodox practice in florida and it was the school tragedy in parkland that spurred her to feel the time was right to create and bring through divine trust with the loss of one of her own patients and the sorrow of so many around her, she felt introducing divine trust would be a path of healing for many. Dr. Nancy now dedicates herself to igniting a massive shift in human consciousness using divine trust as the cornerstone. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Here is Dr. Nancy. So, so Dr. Nancy, what do
0: you feel that people don't understand about divine trust. How would you define it and what do you think is a big misconception about it? Well, that's a great question and very deep already
2: <laughs> starting <laughs> off. So, um divine trust um rather than being a something that has no tangible proof, um I'm going to go with the Webster dictionary. They define it as the firm belief in the reliability, truth or strength of a thing and in this case we're talking about the universe god all that is whatever name you're giving to this huge energy that hosts all of everything so for that implies like a belief based on like faith like lack of proof but this goes way further because once you get into this state of divine trust you actually commune and see the face of God and mm-hmm. it's so beautiful and it's so kind and generous and it takes care of everything and it just smooths and soothes just like a bomb it, it just it just smooths and soothes anything that you your mind labels as lacking missing or wrong so it it's a very tangible and it's It's a proof. You have concrete proof right before you, right in front of you. So you know it. It's a knowing. Without a doubt, it's a certainty in the strength, truth, or reliability of this energy. Beautiful. So that answers your your hmm. definition. And now what do people, what do they need? Now, a lot of times I'll be talking to people, and they'll be like, I'm already there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's so awesome to hear. Now, we don't live our life always like that, but we can be there. We all have been there. We all have had this moment of connection where we know without a doubt, not, maybe not all of us, but many, many, many of us. Certainly you have, Davina. So
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: it's it's a knowingness, a certainty, and then this relationship just, nourishes your soul and makes right anything your mind tells you is is wrong
0: i see beautiful so we can all feel this trust right we all absolutely can in
2: fact we are all in our hearts we are programmed to have this inner quest this inner we're we're all trying to find our way home and mm-hmm. this relationship is the way home and it's a foundation from which all other spiritual life is built upon so a lot of times as a spiritual seeker if you 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 get to a certain place but you don't have mm-hmm. this foundation this this knowingness this one-on-one relationship with the hand that's behind everything Guiding and creating, co-creating with us. So it's it's kind of like a must. We must have this
0: foundation. It's a foundation, and May we all have
2: um, it. Go ahead.
0: So, Go <laughs> why do you feel why do you feel that this is important at this time? And do you think with COVID happening, it only uh, you know heighten that? Oh, Davina, we we have.
2: You know, every day, I I think just moments ago, there was another mass shooting. So we're having Mm -hmm. mass shootings. We have the war in Ukraine. We have um, civil unrest at home, political divide, Mm -hmm. like this huge chasm. We have the economy issues right now and inflation out of control. Mm -hmm. And so this is needed more. Like you probably sense it, and so do your listeners, that there's almost Mm -hmm. like – More light coming onto the planet now than ever, but also so much darkness. It's such a complete contrast. So where are we going to focus? Are we going to focus on the dark or are we going to focus on the light? And we think we as individuals don't make a difference, but we do. And when we take a stand for the light, for goodness, for love, We're actually reverberating out, sending out a vibration that helps to counteract any of the darkness. So we're more important now than ever. And so uh, is this information.
0: Lovely, yes. And why do you say that trust is the first step home? What does that mean exactly? Exactly. So as I just was talking about, it, it's the foundation. So foundation.
2: how how are we to create if we don't first trust that there's uh, right. uh, energy hosting everything? And if mm-hmm. we do trust it blindly on faith without the tangible proof, like based on just what I'm saying, without having a one-on-one relationship ourselves, we're kind of bypassing it. But if mm-hmm. we have this relationship and we know one-on-one that there is this entity, it's alive, it's aware, it's taking care of everything, taking care of us, that's the foundation, that's the first step, and then you have the foundation to build everything else upon.
0: I see. So how were you inspired to write this book? What made you want to write it?
2: Well, that's a great question, too. So I was an orthodontist working um, about a mile and a half from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. And I was working on the afternoon in the clinic on February fourteenth, 2018, and a mom standing next to me got an alert on her phone, and she exclaimed, oh, my God, there's an active shooter at Douglas. God. We all breathed in like, <gasps> And then mm-hmm. sirens and helicopters and oh, my, oh God, my God, it was it was just a panic. And I, being only a wow. mile and a half away, the next morning um, my office manager woke me up at five in the morning to tell me we lost a patient and oh. one of our staff lost her sister. So um, in the aftermath of that, like no one really came to the office for about six weeks.
0: Wow. And when they
2: did start coming, they had the, all the teenagers, all the even younger kids that were in middle and, and elementary school, but especially mm-hmm. the high schoolers that went to Douglas, which was my number one um, school I got patients from, they all mm-hmm. had this vacant look like you no know, one was home in their eyes. Their eyes had changed, and I think mm-hmm. it was post-traumatic stress. And um, at the time, I had a... Um, a psychologist who was also a patient. And he uh-huh. told me, "You watch, they're going to start committing suicide. And I'm like, uh-huh. I, I don't get the connection. And he said, well, they're going to have, uh-huh. from the trauma, they're going to have a survivor's guilt, or they're also going to have severe anxiety, and they'll they'll feel like they'll never, uh-huh. ever be safe again, no matter what.
0: So oh, they'll goodness. start
2: committing suicide. Now, that's not published because... Um, They're afraid that it will also, you know, feed more suicides. But that was when I started to realize about five days after the um, shooting, I -hmm. was really, really out of kilter. I was really out of sorts. But I've been meditating for about four decades at that point. And luckily, I had found a really great teacher. Her name is Jed Molly, and um, I found her about eight years before this. And Mm -hmm. she had ingrained in us, you know, certain things. And and my go-to was trust. I could really sit in in a state of being of trust and, you know, commune with this entity. But even after the shooting, I was not in that place. So about mm-hmm. five days it took me like I gotta get control of myself to Vina and like right. I'm not able to function. We really weren't working much, we were going to a lot of funerals from people mm-hmm. in the community. Oh, terrible. And I went into deep into a meditation and I mm-hmm. came out with answers and my answers are what's in my book, Divine Trust, the practical guide to end your suffering and find your way home. But I realized I no longer suffered. I was unshakable. Wow. So um, I decided that if I could get there, maybe I could help people in my community. But mm-hmm. the, the strange thing was, in Vietnam, my back started bothering me just like in January, right before the shooting, and my back kept getting worse and worse. So I found out that I had 17 bulging discs and four totally heart patients. Mo- yeah, and and four frank herniations. And by leaning over my patients every day as the orthodontist, I was actually making myself worse. So nice. with the the pain, I decided to put my practice up for sale, and I sold it right in the middle of COVID. So I put it up for sale before that, and because of COVID, actually, it delayed the sale. But um, just through a series of miracles, I sold my practice to the best person for for the practice okay. to carry on. And for you you won't believe this, but I had no visible means of income. I had nothing to do, but I decided with you know, going through COVID and the sale and the mm-hmm. you know, the shooting and my back, I was going to rent a house or a little beach condo on um on the beach for a month. And uh-huh. I timed it so it would be the beginning of it would be a four day spiritual retreat with a group I'm in called Your Year of Miracles. It's a four-day retreat. So on the first day of the retreat, okay, this is four days after my last day in practice as an orthodontist, Mm -hmm. I had as my main intention for the retreat, I get my next divine assignment. So on the first day of the retreat, we were doing a process like a meditation, and I heard, you're going to write a book on trust. And I'm like, in this this meditation, I'm like... (laughs) I'm a scientist. Uh, Writing is my least strong characteristics. It's like my weakest thing. And so I was arguing with it. On the second day of the retreat, in another process, I Mm -hmm. heard, you embody trust. We've been working with you for so long, you're going to write a book on trust. So I decided not to I mean at that point I'm like I'm arguing with God, right? Yeah, <laughs> Who but heard? that course. takes balls. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: that takes huge balls to do that. Mm-hmm. So I decided I wasn't gonna argue any longer. So mm-hmm. on the third day I heard nothing but I still realize, you know, trust is I'm certain about my relationship with God and, and this mm-hmm. energy and trust mm-hmm. with it. That um heard nothing, I didn't think anything of it, and on the fourth day, I heard you're gonna write a book on trust, get up, write this these outline down, so it just actually outlined every chapter, chapter by chapter, and that's how the book of divine trust came to be.
0: Oh my God, that's amazing that fabulous. <laughs> that's crazy, yeah, well, let's get into crazy. the let's get into the you know. Religion aspects of trust and divine trust mm-hmm. um what are some examples of divine trust in the bible so
2: you know my this book i, I actually, honestly it feels alive to me it it feels like it's its own entity, and I believe it goes along with every single religion and it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't negate any religion, but just think about. Ye who has faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains. That's one of them. I've looked up so many of them, and it's supported, like, by so many different things in the Bible. Here's another mm-hmm. one from Isaiah 26.3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Oh. So it's like it it makes, and there's another one, Proverbs 3. And five through six, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your paths straight. So to me, yeah. that that epitomizes what this divine trust is. Because no matter,
0: mm-hmm.
2: no matter what. Okay, so the Uvalde um, Texas shootings just happened, right? Yeah. And my community was saying, well, do you want to post in your community? And I'm like, no, I'm suffering. No. This this was within 24 hours. And I'm like, uh, no, I, this is deja vu for me all over again. But within a few hours of that, I went into this state and I got out the most amazing answers to what, you know, why this happens. In addition to what's in the book,
0: mm-hmm. I got...
2: Do you mind if I share what I got out? Really? Yeah, okay. Of um, it's we as a collective society, um
0: mm-hmm.
2: need to make a change. We need to understand why, what's the root cause of this and what's our responsibility as a society, as a collective society. What did we do to create a human being who would do such a thing, who would have so much hate that he would go and shoot up children, and teachers. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And um, I'm getting it's a very complicated situation, but it starts with so so many things. Parenting, the parenting aspect or lack of parenting, exposure to video games that delight in the killing of living beings, bullying, young men without strong supervision being able to acquire semi-automatic weapons, social media that glorifies mass murders, Television programs who endlessly broadcast the murders and foster copycat activity, and it goes on and on and on. But we as individuals think that we can't make a difference. But Mark. but what can we do to change the outcome as an individual? Just sitting there watching, you know, helplessly by you're watching the TV that doesn't help. No. But to sit in this state of divine trust communing with this entity and when each of us does this and takes responsibility in this way, for this spiritual way we're actually changing the very fabric of our society and when we operate from our consciousness and we remember who and what divine beings we are and we choose to operate from love no matter what and we take a stand for this We are standing for what is good and holy. And then this sends the very vibration that's the antidote for these actions. And we can and do make a difference. And love and goodness always triumphs and trumps the darkness. Those were my messages I got that day after the Uvalde shooting.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that
2: is profound. And we do have to remember who and what we are, our divinity, and that we are part of the divine. It flows mm-hmm. through us and each one of us has this within us. It's its in our hearts. It's calling for us to remember who we are and to wake up to this. And this is what's going to usher in this new, this new way of being. We are we are on this verge. I, I know you just from hearing your show, and mm-hmm. I imagine your listeners know that we are we are shifting, and we're yeah. um, anyone who's listening to this is part of this evolution. And mm-hmm. when we navigate from our soul being conscious in the present moment, rather than our mind being in fear of what happened in the past or what's going to happen in the future. But we come into this present moment with remembering who we are and commune Mm -hmm. with this nature and let it flow through us and let it use our body as a vehicle through which to express in this planet, on this earth, that's when we're starting to move into wholeness, when we're aligning our body, our mind, and our spirit. And this, aligned consciousness is where we as humanity are going to take a quantum leap and living life as divine beings in the highest expression of our human potential. I just love that. That's right out of the book. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> one of my favorite things from the book.
0: Beautiful. So how long do you think it will take people to experience this?
2: You mean if if they get the book and they, they or yes, they do one they, of the master classes. Exactly, um, yeah. I I know that from me as a seeker in meditating, I started getting glimpses from the very first time. And mm. I was still at that point operating a lot for my mind. Because I'm a scientist, my my left brain and my mind was so overwhelmingly and overpowered my consciousness. But through time mm. I could see and these glimpses got longer and longer. So I think for you know that's why I really want to teach this to like high schoolers, and especially you know people who have been involved in a you know a traumatic situation, let's say, um, and teach it to them while they're young, so that they can stay clear and stay in Mm -hmm. learning how to operate from this consciousness. I think they can learn it much faster than I could, but I think anyone has the 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 ability to learn it right from the first time and to see it right from the first time.
0: Very nice. Okay, so what did your friends and family think when you were writing this book? Did you tell them you were writing this book? <laughs> did you keep it a secret? Like, what was that about? <laughs> um, I My
2: husband knew, okay. but he was the only one. I had, I had my daughter. She, I have a special needs daughter. She knew I was writing it, but she doesn't really have the she just doesn't really process, you know, what what was about, but my husband did and he was very supportive through the whole thing. Once I I wrote I wrote it and he read it for the first time, he was like, "Wow." And he's a beaten potatoes guy and he okay. obviously mm-hmm. he was working from his mind and I've opened up his mm-hmm. mind to to be way more spiritual. I mean, I yes. if I could tell you the things, the miracles, the the connections, the messages I've gotten that he is a believer for sure and he has yep. become more spiritual because of it. And, you know, become because I'm the scientist, mm-hmm. it, it kind of lends us credibility. But uh-huh. as a scientist knowing about quantum physics, um, I can actually see how it's been how how everything operates through through that you know einstein was looking for um the unified field i mean he that was what he was doing on his deathbed i mean he was just so trying so hard to find it he knew it was there he just couldn't prove mm-hmm. it and i'm like you're not going to get there from your mind the only way <laughs> to get the answer is from your pure consciousness in the present moment so that's how you actually you can get there as you Everybody know, you know, everybody on the spiritual path knows the way to get there is to be in the present moment. That's the doorway in.
0: Yeah. besides meditation, what are other things that you do that also can help us experience divine trust that you haven't discussed already? Like anything, maybe out of the a little could could be considered a little crazy, a little taboo. Anything that you do specifically that you'd like to share?
2: There, so. So to carry the energy to to mm-hmm. be able to see the face of God, you have to I mean for years, Davina, I would say, I'm not worthy, I'm just an I'm just a little old orthodontist, I'm not any you know,
0: mm-hmm.
2: who am I? And I would fight it, but I could hear, you know, the calling. I could actually hear it. Um, so I must be a uh, clear audience, so that means I can get I can hear messages, see messages, feel messages mm-hmm. and know. So I'm very psychic. But the one thing that I, I would say helped me so much was to do self-love um, processes. Because if we don't love ourselves, if we don't feel worthy to carry this energy, we're not going to let it in. Um, and in the Catholic, I was raised Catholic, so in the, in the Mass, they have this part where they brainwash you. And it says, I am not worthy to receive you. Just say the word and I shall be healed. So all of the Mass and all of the Catholic religion is basically to spoon-feed you your relationship with the divine, not for you to know it yourself. The priest is supposed to know it, or the bishop or the pope, not you. you know, you're not worthy. You're a sinner. And that is contradictory to this. To know that you are worthy and to feel your divinity and to understand that, I think that really helps. So self-love and then to have an understanding, a mental construct of how we're designed, a mental Mm -hmm. construct. I mean, for my mind, I loved having something to hang my hat on. Oh, that's why. So for me in all my studies, I came up with, like, from the very beginning, how, how, how are we the divine, and how mm. could I be part of the divine, and how are we all part of that process, and why are we here not knowing we are, and and mm. what's the rationale for that? So I have a, cl- a masterclass that explains it, and your readers are welcome to come to it. It starts tomorrow. Um, it's if they go if they buy the book especially and go to divinetrustbook.com, dot com, they're going to get five um, blow your socks off free gifts but this this master class which starts tomorrow it's every Tuesday evening at seven PM Eastern Standard Time for three weeks in a row and it's free to your listeners. Um with plus a whole bunch of other free things. And even if they go to my um my website, trustthedivine.com, dot com, there is free meditations on there too. So they can like dabble if they just wanna see what what I'm about, and to just try some of the processes. But um, I hope I'm answering your questions. <laughs> because self-worth is like the number one thing, but also to have a, a a mental framework from which to operate. And then the last thing is we have to decide. We're all being called. We all have this call. Every single human being has a calling home, and there's, there's a secret seed within each of our hearts. And that waking up to that divinity is programmed into each and every one of us. And we're all built the same way. But we have to decide. We have free will to find it or to become a secret to find it or not. It's within each of us. We have that free will. Are we going to stay in pain and suffering? Or do we want to live life from the fullest advantage, being everything I can be that we can be? Right? So we mm-hmm. decide
0: a decision. So the biggest takeaway is, to put it very bluntly, we don't need to suffer. We don't, we don't need we, to suffer. Wow, it's like yeah. such a... Woof. Yeah. <laughs> the there's power of... Who, there's people who would say, no, like life is about Suffering. I mean, I think these are the people that need to read the book the most. Wouldn't you, well, wouldn't you say? <laughs> um I think all, I do think we're all we all suffer, right? We that. all get core
2: wounds and we suffer. And part of the gift or the opportunity within those is is the we wanna find the solution or the antidote to them. We don't want to suffer. I mean, some people do. They're just young souls. They're meant to suffer and live in their pathetic pain without ever finding their way out. I do think there are people like that. But there is this option. There is this Mm -hmm. option, and it's meant. that's why we're on the planet. Anyone on the planet right now is meant to find the light, to be the light, to bring the light. That is why they incarnated. So I do think everybody should read the book, not just those suffering, but especially right. those who've had a trauma, a divorce, a bad breakup, a loss of a loved one, a trauma of any type, or yeah. people who are just in, like, their minds. Like, I was a scientist. Like, I had to find a solution with my mind. I had to try. I had to push. I had to work harder. I, You know, and that's the absolute opposite of this state of being in this state of being you just relax and allow you don't have to prove your worthiness you don't have Mm -hmm. to suffer you don't have to push you don't have to try you just relax and allow and it's like floating in one of those lazy rivers (laughs) you just float along love it
0: thank you so much coming on i love this conversation could you tell everybody where to find you again reach out to you all that sure
2: um they can everybody can find me on trustthedivine.com and if they buy the book on amazon it's available in audible kindle paperback and they put that amazon number in divinetrustbook.com they're going to get access to all these free um gifts five free gifts and the master class which starts tomorrow so i'd love to see
0: as many people as possible that would be really great yeah thank you so much again dr nancy have a great day we'll be in touch
2: okay davina thank you so much great work with that you're doing i love it Thanks. okay take care bye-bye
1: I'm so excited for this next partnership. I love CBD, I love hemp. They have both helped me so much in my wellness journey. And I'm always open to partnering with amazing brands that can help others. And Feel Good Hemp was started by Noah. Noah's father was diagnosed with cancer and he was on a mission to heal him. And that's what he did. He created this amazing brand of tinctures, gels, and bombs the bomb is called the bomb it's really amazing it has the cleanest ingredients just oils and hemp what more can you want from that he's been so so sweet to give my listeners a code 25% off free shipping if you use the code divine25 at checkout uh it's basically the subscription coupon but you're not subscribing you're just getting the deal what's better than that thank you Noah we really appreciate you And yeah, so go to Feel Good Hemp and check him out, Divine25 at checkout. And let me know what you guys think about it. Have you guys heard of Rakuten? It's where you can shop all your favorite stores online and make money. Yeah, you can make money. I have made thousands of dollars. Granted, I've been on it for a while, but if you're someone who's an online shopper, You need to sign up right now and you can use my invite link. That's rakuten dot com slash r slash davina 141 R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com slash R slash Davina141, Rakuten.com slash R slash Davina141. Happy shopping and make some money.